All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. I'm Vince Quinn with you here, and joining me to talk a little bit of NFL, he's an NFL reporter for Fanside, and he's also the host of the Stacking the Box podcast, Matt Verderam. Matt, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, let's start with the Thursday game, right? Because you get Joe Burrow, second star. What do you make of Burrow now two weeks of, of uh, professional football in? I think he's played really well. They can't block in Cincinnati. So <laughs> the numbers aren't going to be overwhelming. If you just look at the box score, you're going to say, well, what's the big deal? He's throwing for like six yards in attempt. He had an ugly pick against the Chargers. They're 0-2. They're, yeah, he's not putting up massive numbers. But when you watch the games, he has really good pocket presence. He stands in there. He's willing to take a hit. He delivers the ball on time and on schedule. And that, to me, is so much more important than even the raw numbers for a young kid. Look, show me a guy who's willing to take a hit, who knows when to get out of the pocket and make a play with his legs, who can who can be accurate in traffic, and I'll show you a quarterback who's going to be really good. So I think as long as the Bengals can eventually protect him and not break him early in his career, I, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, and I'm with you because, like, you see so many things. It seems like his football IQ is incredibly great. And I, I got to tell you, like, I was a bit of a skeptic. As much as I saw everything he did at LSU, you see one year and you go, okay, well, this is an right. amazing year and Joe Brady and all that stuff. But it seems like the kid is legit. No, I think he's going to be a legit. I, I, again, look, the Bengals have weapons. Like, the Bengals are not devoid of talent. A.J. Green, like, he's in the back half of his career. But Phil Mixon is an excellent player. Green is still good. They have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, who they just drafted in the second round. Uh, on down the line. They, they got players on that team. The problem is right now, the defense isn't good. So they're typically going to be trailing, or at least in a position where it's obvious they're going to have to throw more than they can run. And with that offensive line, he's just going to take a beating. There's no way around it. If I'm Zach Taylor, I'm doing everything imaginable to get the ball out of his hands quickly, even if that means having to scale back the playbook a little bit, having to be a little bit predictable. Because this year is not about them winning games. It doesn't matter. They're not going to win games. They're not going to beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Cleveland in that division. It's not ready to do it. So if you're Taylor, this is about preservation. It's about getting getting as many reps as possible, learning the offense, and, and then adding more talent in the offseason. But I think Burrow is going to be a long-time mainstay in Cincinnati as long as he just doesn't get hurt behind this group up front. Yeah, and that's the challenge for, I feel like, every single number one overall pick at quarterback. They just always have bad offensive lines. So I'm, I'm going to be rooting for Joe Burrow. Now, uh, let's go to Cleveland because they got a number one pick on the other side and they got Baker Mayfield. And what do you make of Mayfield three years in? And, and what do you make of Cleveland? Well, Cleveland looked as bad as you could look in one week and then came back and looked pretty good in the second week. And I think that's about what Cleveland is. They're an average football team. I thought that coming in, that's kind of where I land on them now. Look, offensively, they have as much talent as anybody in football, maybe outside Kansas City, in terms of the skill position players. I mean, they've got guys all over the field. They've got two guys in running back in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They've got the receivers in Landry and Beckham Jr. And, of course, the tight ends in Joku and Hooper. The problem is I don't, I don't know that I'm a big believer in Mayfield. I mean, Mayfield came out smoking in week two. He was 5-5 five five and for 100 yards and a touchdown. But then after that, he was okay. He, he wasn't great. He was, he was pretty average. He threw the one pick down in the red zone, uh, you know, made a couple of nice throws. But I think that's kind of what you're going to get. Mayfield reminds me a lot in terms of just the way he plays with Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler would have weeks where he, he was great. And then he would have other weeks where he'd have people in Chicago ripping their hair out because he would just make, make mistakes that cost him the game. And I think that's kind of what you're going to get. Look, Mayfield's going to stick around in the league. He's not going to be a bust. But I just I don't know that you're going to get a guy 
who is just the kind of player where, hey, just get on my back. I'm going to take us to the problem zone. I'm not quite sure that he's that caliber, but he's talented. And so he's going to keep Cleveland in a lot of games. So we're talking with Matt Verderam, who's an NFL reporter for Fanside and also host of the Stacking the Box podcast. So, Matt, let me ask you, I mean, because now we go, we just went through the Thursday game. you got a lot of good games on the schedule here for week two. What games are you looking at? What are the games that you want to sit down and make sure that you're watching this week? Week two for me is all about the teams that we think are good who are 0-1. I want to see how those teams bounce back. So that to me is Minnesota and Indianapolis. They play each other this weekend. That is a huge game for both teams, especially in my opinion for Minnesota. Even though the game's in Indianapolis, Minnesota's in a much harder conference. You go 0-2 in the NFC. Look, you may end up making the playoffs as a wild card or something like that, but good luck in that, in that format. You're going to have to go on the road, and you're going to be bounced. I think sooner rather than later. So that's a game I'm watching. Philadelphia at home against the Rams. The Rams coming cross country. It's an early game. The Rams just beat Dallas on Sunday night. The Eagles blew that 17 point lead to Washington. What are the Eagles and specifically what does Carson Wentz have? Because if they lose that game, Philadelphia's not exactly the most understanding city on the face of the earth. Well, yeah, I'm a Philly guy, actually. That's the thing. Like, I do hosting at WIP in Philly, and for the last week, we've just been ripping our hair out. Like, it's, it's been such a, a messy, ugly start to the year. And to see the way Wentz played, man, I mean, we're losing it over there. We're going nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah I can imagine. I grew up in New York, so it wasn't that far. Okay, from yeah, I, yeah, I, I there you go. It. Like, it is going to be a, 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 an emotional bloodbath in Philadelphia <laughs> if they lose that game. Yes, so yes, it will. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at Dallas and Atlanta. And then the other games, look, I'm, I'm interested in Baltimore. Houston. I think Baltimore is going to beat up on Houston pretty good, but that's one of those games that you love the quarterback matchup. And Houston's at home. They had an extra three days to prepare. Like, does it matter at all? Or does Houston just go out there and give up 40 points? I, I, I think it's probably the latter. But that's the kind of game the Texans win. They change the narrative on their season here as they go into week three. Now, let me ask you, because you have Tampa Bay, and they lost to the Saints last week. Like, yep. uh, How do you feel about Tampa Bay and, and what's going on there? Because they had a re- weird week one, by the way. Arians in the media after the, the game yep. and blaming Brady. And all. Like, what, what do you make of all It's such a weird situation. You know, I know this doesn't make for great radio. I think they're fine. Okay. Like, I- you know, I know everybody's going to freak out because, the, look, and we all do this. I'm as guilty as anybody. You watch week one, and you automatically assume in your head that that's what that team's going to look like for the next 17 weeks. And if you look at the course of history, that is not the case. Like, teams teams morph, and, and, and they, they grow or they falter over time. Brady wasn't good in the game. And I do think there are some things that are going to stick that we even started to see last year. Like he doesn't throw the ball as well to the outside as he used to because they aren't strength anymore. He's 43 years old. That being said, I do not expect that he's going to play that poorly week in and week out. First of all, they're going to get healthy this week because Caroline is starting 11 guys on defense that, that are about as young as it gets. They spent the entire draft class on defensive talent, so there might be a lot of future returns on it but probably not right away. The game's at home. Not that that matters all that much in this environment this year, but I think it helps a little, just some familiarity. I think the Buccaneers will get back on track. They'll win. They played Denver week three. They could certainly win that game. So, look, I always expected teams with new quarterbacks and new coaches to start slow this year. It's just the way it is with everything that went on this offseason. The Bucs are no different, but I think they'll be fine uh, as long as they can just stay healthy. 
Okay, so we're talking with Matt Verderam, NFL reporter for Fansided. Matt, let me ask you about this then, because I'm looking at San Francisco, right? And I saw the injury report today, and I see that George Kittle's not playing, and I know that Richard Sherman's hurt, and they've got also, like, they have so many injuries going on in San Francisco. So, one, I can't believe I'm asking this, but is there any remote possibility that the Jets can actually beat the 49ers? And two, what, is, what does this look like with San Francisco and their odds to win the NFC West? So the, the first answer is is no. The Jets. <laughs> I didn't think so. God gave the Forty ers a gift this week with all those injuries and put the Jets on the schedule because the Jets are just as injured as, as the Niners are. The Jets are without Bell, they're without Crowder. Obviously, Mosley opted out. They traded Adams. I mean, that, look, if, if there's ever a team you look at and say that team's going one in fifteen, it's them. <laughs> um, as far as the NFC West, though, it's a big problem. They're already lost at home to the Cardinals. Seattle, in my opinion, is flat out better than the Niners. I felt like that going into this season. Now I really feel like that, considering all the injuries. We didn't even talk about Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, all these other guys. E4 is missing the game. So, I mean, they have, they have a lot of issues. And let's be real, Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He's not Russell Wilson. So, when I look at the West, first of all, to me, it's the best division of football. All of those teams are good. Arizona, to me, every time I did any kind of a spot or wrote about it going into the season, I thought Arizona was going to be the sleeper in the NFC. Not that they'd be a Super Bowl team, but that they could win nine, ten games. I certainly feel that way after seeing the way they played week one. DeAndre Hopkins looked great. Kyler Murray looked good. And then the Rams. Like, everybody talked about how terrible the Rams were last year, and they were disappointing. They went nine and seven. You know, people act like they went four and 12 last year. Like, the Rams are still a good football team. So, like, I think, I think it's a problem for the Niners, but this is one of those get-right weeks. But you have to win this game. I don't care if it's by a point. You have to win this game, and I think they will. Yeah, I, I certainly think they will too. But I had the thought for a second. I was like, is that possible? So I, I had to ask you. So anyway, Matt, I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes. Matt Verderam, NFL report for Fanside and host of the Stacking the Box podcast. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, man.